every day is Saturday. Hi, everyone. This is Coach Fab for Casinos USA podcast. And in Saturday past, a Saturday past, uh, coaching staff made an egregious mistake that was devastating for the staff and their team. And of course, we're talking about the battle between number six ranked Ohio State and number nine ranked Notre Dame at Notre Dame Stadium. And with seconds to go, Notre Dame led 14 to 10. And Ohio State on a third and 19 completed a pass, which took them down to the one yard line. And there's two plays left to be run in the game. And wouldn't you know, for those final two plays of the game, Notre Dame had only 10 men on the field. <laughs> they had only 10 men on the field. The infamous 10 men defense. And of course, I'm going to tell you the secret of the 10 men defense very shortly. But on the next to last play of the game, Ohio State ran to the strength of the defense, so they obviously didn't see it. <laughs> Notre Dame didn't see it either, so they obviously didn't see it, and they were stopped for maybe a six-inch loss. So now everyone's on their feet because there's only time for one more play, and Ohio State sends in a very big running back. It's a pretty slow running back, but he's their power back on these kind of situations, so there's a damn good chance he's going to carry the ball, which means Notre Dame can substitute. <laughs> Even though they didn't have a timeout, that's the rule of the game. If one team substitutes, the other team gets time to substitute. Do you think Notre Dame didn't know they had 10 men on the field? I think they still didn't know because why wouldn't they have sent a defensive tackle in then? So again, this running back from Ohio State, oh, <laughs> he's a tank, but he's too slow to be a regular back because holes close fast. Well, later after the game was over, Marcus Freeman said they were aware that there were 10 men on the field in the last two plays. But this is my opinion. That can't possibly be true. Because if, they, if it was true, they would have substituted the defensive tackle who was missing on the right side of the defense <laughs> shortly after Ohio, seconds after Ohio State substituted too, because they'd have been granted that substitution. But they didn't. And, and looking at the sideline video, they didn't act like you could just see it. They were just standing there looking like it was just, you know, the last play of the game. They weren't like grabbing someone, get ready to go in, or et cetera. Not that kind at all. So I don't buy Coach Freeman's explanation. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad Coach Freeman is our coach at Notre Dame, and I support him. But they just made a major mistake, which is unacceptable, really. All you can do is grow from it. But it's unacceptable. It's ridiculous. And you would you would be calling for firing a high school coach who in a state championship game had 10 men on the field when you're running the two biggest plays of the game. And, you know, the other thing that's interesting to say is that Notre Dame did stop Ohio State twice in four downs close to the goal line. Two, twice they did it. So who, who's to say they couldn't have done it again? Well, of course, Maybe it was coincidence. Maybe Ohio State realized that there were 10 men on the field because they ran right where the defensive tackle would have been, and they barely made it. <laughs> the linebacker tried to cover. They barely made it. They barely made it. And so I just want to say, generally speaking,
the, the middle linebacker and the captain, one of the captains of the team, should have recognized it. He, he's not faultless. Um, the defensive coordinator and the defensive line coaches should have recognized it. The host of associated GAs and other coaches upstairs from Notre Dame, they should have recognized it the first time it happened, and it would have been okay to put the defensive tackle in. But none of that took place. And Notre Dame lost a heartbreaker, a game that they had won. It's one of those things where you say <laughs> they snatched defeat out of the jaws of victory. They had the game won. And there were several other times looking back, you could say, well, yeah, they dropped an, intercepting, an interception that was right in the hands of a defensive back. They did a couple other things that uh, would have changed the course of the game in their favor. They missed a field goal. And other things, they didn't go for a field goal, went for fourth and one twice, didn't make it. So they ran the ball strong in the second half. And I, you know, I just want, want to tell you, um, the game started in the second half. By a, it was 3 nothing. but Ohio State would ran for a touchdown on the first play of the second half. And Notre Dame's defense looked like the 85 Bears. Um, the ball was on the Ohio State the Notre Dame side of the field, and it was a 65-yard run. And Notre Dame, by my count, looking at, was a, in a 4-6, which is generally the Chicago Bears defense in 1985, and they had the people that could play it. But uh, it was really hard to run on that defense, and it's usually associated as a goal line defense today. But that's what it looked like they were in to me, and it was off to the races for high State. But – Notre Dame scored 14 straight points and took the lead 14-10 as the game winded down. And it certainly looked like they had the momentum and the offensive line was doing its job and they had a chance to win it. They got the ball back with like uh, three and a half minutes to go and all they needed was a couple first and tens and they got two of them and they didn't get the third one. They had to punt the ball back to High State and High State came down the field behind their passing quarterback and they won. But oh my goodness. Now I'm going to tell you the secret of the 10-man defense. The secret is it's a defense you use and you don't even know you're using it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a defense you use and you don't even know you're using it. So let's put this on the wall as a New Year's resolution. Coach, I will always put 11 players on the field. No more secret defenses. Okay. Hey, thank you for uh, checking this one out. We have some other things to talk about today associated with gambling. For months, Casino Player Magazine has been asking fans, and many casinos have been asking their patrons to vote for a number of categories you know, associated with uh, casino resorts. And I have the results, and I'm just going to do the ones of casinos that we've been to, you know, so... Casino Player Magazine, the August edition. Maybe you can still grab it, and uh, you can check out you can check out your local casino and see if it made uh, the magazine. I want to start with Southern Indiana because we've been there so often. You know, the, you know, Northern Indiana. You have the Blue Chip. Um, of course, you have French Lick, the Larry Bird Casino. <laughs> then you have uh, Hollywood at Lawrenceburg, the Rising. Star in Rising Sun, Indiana, and the Belterra in Florence, Indiana. 
the best casino resort in Indiana, according to the voters, was the Belterra Casino Resort. And it offers a beautiful pool, an outdoor bar, amazing golf. It also won first place in the best craps. And I would agree with that assessment. I think they do have the best craps of all the casinos in Indiana. I want to jump to Maryland because we played in all the casinos there. And the award for the best overall gaming resort goes to the, can you guess this? Maryland Live. And they beat out Rocky Gap, which came in second, and the MGM National Resort, (laughs) that most expensive place, which came in third. How about that? Rocky Gap came in second. And Maryland Live, the best casino resort in the state of Maryland, according to the voters. On to Nevada, on the Las Vegas Strip, the Aria (laughs) Resort and Casino won the top award, and the Bellagio finished second. We played up and down the Strip, and so I wouldn't have voted that way, but that's how it turned out. The top local casino in southern Nevada, the Palms was first, which is an off-strip casino, not off very far, and the Red Rock Casino in Spall came in second. I thought South Point would win it, but it didn't. South Point did place in other categories. And this was the most surprising choice of all. In downtown area of Las Vegas, including the Fremont Street, think about the Fremont Street experience and all the nearby casinos, the Golden Nugget was voted the top gaming resort. Of course, you're thinking of the new circuit, and that was they won the best sports book. But for the overall best resort, and of course their swimming pool was incredible with the sharks there, was the Golden Nugget. In northern Nevada, um, in the Reno area, the Grand Sierra Resort won, and that's not a surprise to me, although we we have never stayed there. We've been there, but uh, we stay in the row, three casinos in one, and we sleep in the Silver Legacy Hotel. (laughs) Okay, and... That's our choice, and I love all three because you have three casinos right within inside covered. I like that. In Iowa, we have gambled at uh, the Ameristar Casino at Council Bluffs. However, the winner of the best resort in Maryland was the Rhythm, excuse me, the best resort in Iowa was the Rhythm City Casino Resort. Congratulations to the Rhythm City. And now in Pennsylvania, I want to tell you that the eastern part of the state Um, dominated the voting in all the categories, probably because of the population there. But the Live Casino in Philadelphia won almost every award, followed by the Mount Airy Casino Resort. So in our area, (laughs) we have, you know, Pittsburgh Live, the Meadows. Um, In downtown Pittsburgh, north side, we have right across by the stadiums, we have the Rivers. And then finally, we have Nemecolin's Lady Luck. I think those four would be fair to say, and we'd we'd have to say there's a tie between Pittsburgh Live and the Meadows. I think Pittsburgh Live has a little more promotions than the Meadows. The Meadows has promotions, and I think the Rivers is kind of shortchanged there because they don't seem to have the promotions that other casinos have. But we would choose the Rivers for the best food, that's for sure, and they do. It is a beautiful casino and a beautiful sports book. There are just so many places to visit in our country and enjoy and experience the gaming life and stay in beautiful resorts. And we hope you have time to explore the nearly 40 states with legalized gambling and home to beautiful casino resorts.
So to close out today, we're going to turn our attention to the Spear in Las Vegas. And Janie's going to give you some insights to what the inside of the Spear is like and talk about the opening act, which is global. It's so big. It's global. Okay, we'll be right back. Hey, thanks to the kids for that cheering section. I always love to hear that. Well, it's time to go into the sphere. Now, wait, it's the one and only sphere, and that's in Las Vegas, and it costs $2.2 billion to build. We saw it over the years. I can't even remember how many years we saw the structure and wondered about it. So we saw a video on, I guess it was YouTube, we saw a video about building this sphere. And it's finished now, and it's opening. This building, which is a total sphere, can seat 17,600 visitors, and 10,000 of those will be sitting in the most high-tech seats that one could only dream of, a seat with built-in haptics. Now, that means technology that can make the viewer see things that are not really there. Now, that I, I will have to see. All around, the visuals will be breathtaking. In fact, one side of this sphere could be showing a movie in a Spanish language, and the other, a rock group, and neither side will be disturbing the other. Okay, so right off the bat, you're wondering, how does this all happen? Well, it's best to think of the sphere as virtual reality without goggles on. I'm sure any of you who have used the goggles in any kind of virtual reality experience, you know, maybe wish you didn't have to wear the goggles and could have this experience without them. Well, in what I have read, it w the walls uh, actually took the place of the goggles. Uh, so, uh, I mean, you almost will have to see this to believe it. The world-famous U2 will be the first rock performers in the sphere. And they have a new song called Atomic City, and it will be performed before the encore. Remember this, every song is a multimedia production number. There is nothing like this in the world. Well, I get so we get so excited talking about it, but what really excited us was the other night, the uh, Sunday night football, when the Steelers played at Las Vegas Raiders. If you saw that game, at one point there you could they showed they didn't actually just show you the sphere outside. They had a reporter out there, and that you could see it. And I'm looking, thinking, what is that? Well, here it was the sphere, the outside walls also can become very many things. Um, it's incredible. It's, <laughs> it's yeah, incredible. it can be, it was, it became a big pumpkin at one point, and then it becomes the globe, our earth, I mean our world. It's incredible. It, it can become anything. And it, it, it looks like it wasn't really there. Even, even on the TV uh, area, that, you know, what they showed, it, it just looked like it shouldn't be there. And that got me really excited. Now, the first show in the sphere will be Postcard from Earth. And it's appropriate for ages six and up. So many incredible things occur, including a greeting from robots at the door and a 360-degree avatar capture. 
a beam-forming sound display, and a 50-foot-high holographic image. The show is a portrait of our planet. You will soon realize that your seats can send you waves of cold air, hot air, and aromas. Aromas, can you believe that? Yeah. I mean, do you get to pick different ones? Oh, I like to smell a pine forest. <clears throat> mm. Okay. And what else? Well, 167,000 speakers array that immerses you in sound. Now, tickets for the postcard show start at $49 and go up to 250 there's some parking on site, and parking tickets can be purchased on Ticketmaster. It's $100 for U2 and $47.50 for postcard. I know there's other options. You obviously can park in uh, nearby hotel garages. They may increase prices, but we just don't know. And I think is it true that uh, U2 is sold out in all their shows? Well, all the uh, October and November shows. They have a few, it said, left for December. And then it said they might add a few shows. We're going to be out there over Thanksgiving for about 10 days. We were hoping maybe, maybe we could get in to see you two. And um, we'll still try. Uh, if not that, the postcard show will work, Well, we'll too. do something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll go see that. We ha I have to go there. I, I really want to see this. And I, I just think it's it's the new... It's the new, newest thing in entertainment, in an entertainment venue. And I understand that if you're seated, you know, you can lower the sound so you don't get overwhelmed by it. Like, you know, you're not at a rock concert, but you're at a rock concert that you personalize, determine the sound, the level. Right. And it's not, you know, you're not going to have your eardrums bursting by all the sound around you like at a regular concert. Now, granted, that might be what a lot of people like. Um you know, when they go, they, they want that screaming, yelling, that loudness. But everybody doesn't want that, and they get headaches or their ears hurt. So this way, you can customize uh, how loud it is. And you you know, can customize the language, too. You won't be uh, looking at the people around you. You'll be looking at the performers and getting immersed in the music and all this, you know, the visuals that you see. Right. I With, with this... Uh, type of technology, you know, you can see a rock star performing right beside an avatar, I've guessed. And not be able to tell the difference. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But And, and as soon as anybody goes, I, you know, if you're one of our listeners, I would really like to hear from you. Okay. You can contact us on Facebook. Um, our group is Casinos USA. We have close to 2,000 members, so don't hesitate. And Jane, it's time in the show to say goodbye so let's count it down casinos usa is a place where every day is saturday see you soon thanks for listening Every day is Saturday.